2: Welcome to the show brought to you with Levi Solicitors. 10% discount on your legal fees. uk forward slash the square ball. Down here, along with Michael and Rob for the weekly show. Michael, um, name three things that Levi Solicitors do that's not wills, probate, and
3: conveyancing. Right. Professional negligence. Yep. That's one of your options. Residential property disputes. Mm-hmm. That's one. If you're fighting about your garden, lasting powers of attorney. Excellent.
2: Well done. I think, think you're you cheating then.
3: No way. All up here. <laughs> all up here. And
2: they do appointments for you wherever you are in the country. Have a look on the online booking system. Uh, remote appointments available for you now. uk forward slash the square ball to claim your discount. Um, weekly show. We've done a bit of the weekly show because we previewed Fulham. didn't go so well,
3: did it? Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. I kind of already forgotten about it, I feel like. Yeah. Last night's results helped. Seeing Everton lose. That was good. Wolves lose. That was good. That was a up. Was that a pick up? I can't you, remember. Did you watch it on the radio? Yeah, they, well, the Everton Arsenal game. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't watch it at all, actually. Um, Couldn't be bothered. Because it wasn't Dyche, on TV, so... Ball and I know you were watching it on the radio. Yeah. was it? How did it sound stroke look? Sounded looking good. Because good. I was, I did I did check in on the score of it, just hope, obviously hoping Everton would be behind, and I saw they were, they were looking all right in the stats. Were you watching it on CFAX? More or less, the mm. equivalent of, the modern equivalent, but um, yeah, it was good to see them lose.
2: Yeah, it was, and they got pumped. Good, good for the goal difference. Uh, we will preview... Um, the Chelsea game in a bit mm. Mm. I'm looking forward to reading the extensive notes that you've made on Chelsea Michael I'm looking forward to you reading them and telling <laughs> me what you think uh, as we get into the show is there anything you want to shamelessly whore off right now or should we just do that throughout the show um, look at these t-shirts these are back in stock oh it's the, dan- the dancing men off the scoreboard the pixel men the
3: pixel men they're back in stock loads of the Elsa stuff back in stock as well three different mugs you've got the madman t-shirts in black and now available in all sizes again so that's <sighs> good so uh, Leeds United have brought out a version of that shirt that Rob is is, is wearing, but this was the um, that's the better version. I think we've still got them in small, and that might be it. Yeah, but you know, to be overall, the smalls bunch of fatties. Later, <laughs> <laughs> sorry
0: to report. This is a uh, this is the right yellow on this shirt as well, isn't it? It is very much so. Yeah.
3: No, I've done the shameless
2: horning off now. Then, um, just a reminder that you can get discounts on the merch and all sorts of stuff. Early access to it. Um, early access to the match ball. With TSB Plus, have a look at the squareball.net forward slash plus and you'll find the merch on the website as well. Um, news is part one. News is uh, Javi Gracia. Uh, I know he's old news now, but we recorded the main show, the weekly show last week. No work permit. Got one, didn't he? He was waiting outside Thor Partridge the whole time,
3: mm-hmm. wasn't
2: he? He but was. Um, he's got a team around him now as well. Do you want to say some of these names?
3: Zigor, Ronaldo. Do you remember him well from the League One days? Oh, played once for Carlisle against us. I, look, I looked it up. I sorry played for Carlisle. I was like, surely he, surely he must have played us. We, we seem to play Carlisle every week. Sure enough, he did. And was, um, was that the Carlisle team with
0: Kieran Westwood? Yes. He well, we always seemed to have a blinder against us. Yeah, that one. So only once, though. And Mikel Antia? And I, I keep wanting to say
2: Mikel
3: Antonio mm. or Vernon Anita for both of those. Yeah, he's the man who was with Rafa, wasn't he, at Newcastle? So that's kind of what he's mainly yeah. known for. And he played with Gracia uh, Sotiedad.
2: Mm-hmm. Can you hear your Spanish uh, pronunciations, Rob? Oh, yeah. No sure. Well.
3: At all. Absolutely <laughs> What's a, What If you were to get a Spanish sausage, what would that be? A chorizo. Chorizo. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Juan Jose Sola,
2: or Soya, as Rob would probably mm-hmm. say there, because the double L. Uh, and Scoobs is still around, as is Paco Garda, who has been um, promoted to the uh, manager of the 21s, replacing Scoobs, who is in the first team pitch now. What's happened to Chris Armis? He's just kind of... Has he been ushered out of a side door? We don't talk about Chris Armis. No. Is that the unsaid thing now, He's disappeared.
3: It? Yeah. Has he been disappeared or has he disappeared? He's been disappeared. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what have they done to him? Yeah, he wasn't visible, was he? <laughs> Against Fulham. There's not been a no. statement, though, has there? No, it's all been quite quiet, hasn't it? I, I look, think if they put a statement out, people would jump on
0: that and hammer the shit out of them for it.
2: So That's they're why they're not... just
3: pretending in every existed. He's, um,
0: <laughs> he's been through enough, hasn't he? He had a terrible time at Scum last year. Mm-hmm. Jesse dragged him here for about two weeks.
3: Just, yeah. It's but, funny that, that Grassi has arrived with a little team of people, whereas Jesse took a year to get someone in. And then he was there for like a week before, yeah, I mean, before I, he got I, sacked. I wouldn't
2: pretend to know anything about sort of coaching. That's obviously your domain. Mm-hmm. I thought of a nickname for you, by the way. Mm-hmm. I told you about this the other day. Sort of floated it by you, didn't I? hmm. Should we reveal it to the public?
3: I mean, if you insist. The Ponty Pep. That's what I want to call him. Very similar. Yeah. Very similar in our outlook. Definitely. It's between you and Neil Redfern battling for that label, isn't it? That's is true. It's Redfern, is he, fully, is he fully bald or did he maintain a bit of hair? I can't remember. I think he shaved it towards He's the end. He's just
0: Mario's a coach from Ponty, isn't he? Yeah. And I'm going to hazard a guess that he, he might be a better coach than you. I don't know. Well, the Ponty yeah. pe- anyway, if you the... gonna look at like,
3: qualifications
0: and experience, yeah, <laughs>
2: for, me, for me, you're the Ponty Pep. Thank you very much. We your special coffee. Um, but anyway, I don't know enough about coaching to know what makes a good coach, what makes a bad coach. Don't move in those circles, you do. And mm-hmm. um, one of the criticisms that could have been potentially levelled at Marsh's Leeds United was that the coaching team wasn't necessarily experienced enough. Again, no idea whether that's true or not. So I have to hold my hands up. What do you
3: think, Ponty Pep? I like these guys. They've got better names. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you can't trust Cameron Tosha can you? I mean, as long as one of them doesn't accidentally so. Sub- can you just quali-
2: hang on a minute? Can you just qualify that statement? It's really, I feel like it's quite important. Why can't you trust Cameron Toshak? In what in what
3: respect? Just when he turned up, you googled him and went, Really? I don't know. Although, okay. although a fellow bold man, so should probably uh, be more supportive.
2: Uh, Chris Armas as well though, so
0: Yeah.
3: Anyway, so what, think... what were you gonna say, Rob? Go on. No, I mean anyone would be better than Cameron
0: Toshak, as long as they don't sub Luke Aylenoff off by accident. I think that's that's the bar that Jesse Marsh's <laughs> coaching staff
3: set. That's why you can't trust him. I'd forgotten about that. Yes, <laughs> he did do that. You can't trust him to do the substitution paperwork. Just specifically that thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. I bet Jesse wouldn't let him change gear while he was driving, for example, if mm. he was if he was with him.
2: Yeah, uh, other things to have a little rattle through. Then the 21s, the women, the uh, supporters advisory board, we've had some stuff on that, and uh, the DAZN interview that Rads did. Uh, he's now on the board of DAZN, isn't he? He did, did the share swap when
0: 11 Sports got absorbed into DAZN. Yes, we, I mean, I'm kind of in two minds about this because during I suppose the end of Jesse Marshall's reign when Scoobs was being put up in front of the media you were thinking probably some of the boards should actually be answering questions here they've got mm. a lot to answer for but yeah being interviewed by Dazone and being asked questions like do you think Pep Guardiola will come to Italy isn't really the, an- the questions I was hoping Rad Rosani was I'm, so, I'm surprised he did not asked ask things like aren't you very tall and handsome <laughs> do you agree? <laughs> well I think his answer to the Guardiola question was something like if you believe in it it might happen which um you know, that's one way of looking at it, I suppose. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a complicated season, he describes it as, and
2: I didn't expect it. The forecasts were very different. We invested in quality youngsters in the squad. We paid for some, perhaps, incorrect choices, and there were some games in which we deserved more points. Go on then. Incorrect choices?
3: There's one. The manager would be would be one. I mean, he goes on to that separately, I suppose, doesn't he? Saying uh, he shouldn't have, essentially, shouldn't have Giving him so many chances, and I shouldn't have listened to Victor Orton. <laughs> it's what he more or less says. I mean, what, who do you think he's getting at about? We, we paid for some
2: perhaps incorrect choices. Who falls into that bracket, or who do you think he's thinking about in that bracket?
3: Rasmus, I suppose.
0: I, I think that was referring more to the choice of manager and sticking with him rather than mm. the play. I don't think he was referring to transfers in particular. I don't know. He's saying, like, we invested in some quality youngsters in the squad, we paid for some perhaps incorrect choices. I think Does he's mean paid say, in terms of league position or paid money for. I don't think it means paid financially. I think it means like we paid in a mistake. I mean. mm. But then, yeah, he said this season I already had negative feelings before the World Cup, but then I wasn't decisive and I wasted a lot of time listening to the management. Which yes, I think he means Victor Orta by that, uh, giving the coach so many last chances. Sometimes you need to be less democratic. I think is- I think uh, dictators
2: and
3: autocrats always goes well. Well, <laughs> I mean, it just sound like there he was wanted to sack him but was persuaded not to on a few occasions. That does sound it's, like there's a wedge, wedge being driven between them though, doesn't
0: it? It's mm. kind of what Chilino used to always say. He used to always go, oh, I should have sacked him sooner, or oh, I made the mistake hiring him in the first mm. place, and then he'd go, I should sack myself, which he never, obviously did.
2: It's interesting, you wonder now how you know, when you start to join all the dots up together, when you saw like, Victor Otto wearing the 49ers hoodie, which you, you, know, you can read as much or as little into that as you, um, as you want to do, but if that was, as you've could say perhaps a nod in their direction for the funding of the January transfer window. If that's the case, that um, maybe all is not particularly harmonious between him and uh, him and Radrazani, particularly when you factor these these comments in. I do wonder.
3: I don't get the feeling Alter likes criticism, and Radrazani's got his own issues. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what you'd call them. A need to feel important and loved is what he seems to have. I suppose would would is that fair to say from his, his public stuff that he puts out there it feels a bit like he's, he's always desperate for people to like him
0: well he says whenever he's in Leeds he feels loved and it's just the fans on social media who he calls keyboard cowards that don't like him mm. Ken Bates used to say that which is them. ironic given, given how much he embraces Twitter as a medium
2: to get people to interact with him you know I, do you know, I, I try and think the best of, of Radrizani because he's taken us from a place where we were far worse to a place where mm. we're far far better I think if we get to the summer and assuming we stay up all the kind of the shit that gets thrown his way will be tempered to a very large degree, assuming that's when he sells up and the deal is completed with the with the 49ers enterprises. Just It just needs a little bit of time for it to cook, doesn't it? Take the immediacy out of the situation, as Moscow described it the other week. Yeah, I think a bit
0: of distance between it all would be healthy and I think it would reflect better on him once he's not here, basically. Mm.
2: Yeah, it does feel like he doesn't necessarily... It's almost like he doesn't understand the role or the fans or quite what we're like and why we're so damaged, you know. Or he, he maybe feel does feel a little bit underappreciated because of because of where he's taken us from and to. But that, I think that, like you said, that appreciation will start to
3: filter in if and when we're safe this season. Yeah, and he, he just doesn't help himself with the the Twitter stuff. And I'm sure other people at the club. Uh, well, I mean, we've we'll, I suppose move on to the supporters advisory board stuff yeah. where Kinnear was kind of saying about the time it took to, to appoint a manager and it's quite, actually quite a normal time frame. But the time frame was altered immediately by the owner going, a couple of days, yeah. no bother, mm. we'll have this sorted. Because then when it doesn't happen, it looks like you're out of control. Yeah. So people start to get, like not
0: wound up by it, but start to get worried, first of all, about the capability of the people doing the job. So Yeah, because I think it was, I think we hired Grathea like two weeks to the day of sacking Marsh. And I looked at that and I thought, it's not actually too bad that, I suppose it was different because they were there were more games in that short amount of time but yeah because Rad's put that deadline on it himself it's like well of course we're getting impatient mm-hmm. and the stuff about you know having unrealistic expectations about which managers we could get referring to the fans is just nonsense when you were seeing Victor Auto flying around Europe trying to hire managers who either don't want the job or their clubs yeah. don't want them to have the job and it's, it's the second point that I was making around this was when the club
2: said that the managers that were on the shortlist were in work to then take two weeks to hire somebody who wasn't in work reflects badly on them. Yeah. Because you think, again, well, you, it's not gone to plan. Therefore, you don't know what you're doing. And I'm not suggesting mm-hmm. they don't know what they're doing. Um, but this is the reason why it's better to just
0: say nothing, isn't it? Well, until, until it's done. In uh, going back to Radz's interview, he referenced his own tweet about Bamba Dieng, And he says, you know, we got him. And I even tweeted about it. And then he, we didn't have him. And then, it, you know, he said that the plan for Willie Nonto was that either we sign him in January or at least
3: in the summer. And again, it just adds up to. None of this is going to plan, is it? <laughs> well, there was always a plan in place. That's what Angus Kinnear said in to the uh, the supporters. He said we just needed slightly longer to ensure we brought the right person in, which is fair enough because I think
2: I don't doubt that people were much a much lot
3: happier with happier with Grassi than they were with Schroeder. But did we did appear to almost appoint him?
2: Yes, and uh, <laughs> so, was, and I think it'd be disingenuous to suggest that he wasn't very very close. Yeah, to he getting was, that job. he was in Leeds watching
3: yeah. watching the game, being shown around the stadium. Everybody saw it afterwards. Yeah, ago. despite the fact that we're like just. Put, his, put your hood up. Hide him. Get him out of the way. <laughs> Pretend you're not there. <laughs> so it's not been great, hasn't this bit? But then equally about the about the expectations of fans. I don't think anyone was thrilled with Gracia when he arrived. But equally, I didn't see anyone livid about it. Everyone went, "Oh, okay, seems fine." It he seems he's got more on his CVs to suggest he'd be suitable than Marsh did, for example. Yeah. Well, and, and Premier League experience number one. Exactly. Yeah. And some to look at some of. Orta's other appointments, you know, if you look at Thomas Christensen or Paul Heckingbottom, he seems a better appointment than they did, I suppose. Mm. So, I don't know. I I think Leeds fans are probably hard to please, generally speaking, but with this, the club have to accept some responsibility for it, for the way it was handled. And the fact that, you know, like we've
2: we've seen Orta talking about the, you know, without me, (laughs) 16 years outside the Premier League, without me and all that, and you kind of think, shut up, Victor. Mm. some humility is probably...
3: And it's not just you, is it?
2: Yeah, like, yeah. you appointed somebody who who delivered it for you. Prior to that, you appointed mm. some shit, and then
3: afterwards, somebody who didn't work. So. Is Leif Davis wandering around Spur going, without me, no Premier League? Yeah, and
2: he does deserve credit for putting Bielsa in. I think the thing is that what they need to understand is that we're still not out of that same... What's the word? The same mindset, because we got back to the Premier League, we enjoyed that first season back, but the anxiety of, of being out of it again is very real and present, and people still feel it. It took us so long to get back that there's a hangover from that, into the current era, thinking that it could slip away again, and everyone's automatic thought is, well, we were out eight years the first time, 16 years the last time, maybe 32 years the next time, which we all know the rational part of your brain goes, it doesn't have to be like that. But that's the fear, isn't it, that we've we fought so long and so hard to get here, went through so much shit, experienced so many poor owners, and we did it, and it feels like he's in the process of throwing it in the bin when things are
0: bad, but when things are all right. It doesn't feel like he's throwing it in the bin, and the mood will ebb and flow around that. Also, like, like you say, Leeds fans might be hard to please, but actually, the thing with Graph Theory is that we've all looked at it and gone, Oh, yeah, that's like the normal, competent thing to do. Mm. And, and we're generally pleased with it, I think. And, you know, we've seen with some of the transfer targets where they've kind of shot for the moon and tried to get high profile players, and it's not come off. And again, going back to the Rad's interview, he was asked, Has Victor Otter ever proposed a signing from Syria for you? He says, yeah, Federico Chiesa, I think, plays for Juventus. And you think, well, yeah, but we've not signed him. And it's like, it's the same with the managers, isn't it? It's like, it's great going for those tags, but you've not got them. So it's it's all kind of meaningless at the end. And
2: one thing we did learn from the supporters' advisory board was, and it was almost an afterthought, wasn't it? Like, you know, the, the closing line of the... Or oh, um, was it
3: deliberately the end?
2: ...of the minutes. Maybe maybe so, maybe so. Who knows? On the Angus Kinnear would know. Talking about new owners, stadium redevelopment
3: plans that are closer to fruition and new owners with bold investment plans. Just dangling a little bit of money there. Oh, wait till summer. There's going to be so much money. I mean, and stadium redevelopment plans. That West Stand, it'll happen one day. It well, has to happen
2: one day. I mean, having us having spoken to him, though, we know it is there. It's in, it's it's in the pipeline. And what he said was, we don't want to reveal plans and then not follow through with them. So I think the right to sit on it. Going back to the point of saying nothing. I want a f- 3D fly through, which with the stadium. Well, on you will, you'll get one because he said, has not he, that they've got fly throughs as um, as Angus can get you? it shared. But well, well, no. But we're we're criticizing them for um, saying too much, or certain factions within there saying too much in the process of appointing a new manager. I think they're right to sit on this until they can actually do something with it, Mm. and and the 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 finances
3: in place, Premier League status is assured. Don't say anything. Don't show anybody. Mm. Yeah, because so the stadium plans we've seen most recently have been: if England get the World Cup, if there's a super casino built on the West Stand, I think was one of the plans at some stage. So. Yeah, it was never going to happen. I, I mean,
2: I also desperately want to see them because I'm I'm a pervert for stadiums and
3: things like that. I love <laughs> it. Absolutely love that I stuff. want to see it proposed to how the construction's going to work as well, where they'll build behind, and then it'll yeah. show bits moving forward and stuff. That's good. Show Michael where the first foundations are going to
2: go in. That's what he wants to know. Not only the Pep, but you're an architect as well. Oh, very, dare, very much I, so, yeah. I dare say. Uh, 21s, are they getting on top, 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 top of the league? They beat Southampton in a triple header because we had the 21s, then the first team, then the women, all beating Southampton over one weekend, which might be a first.
0: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the, it's not proper Southampton, is it, that the women's team were playing? They're not properly affiliated. Yeah, there's the like weird I. splits aren't there, mm. for, within that.
2: Which, which, I, which I think makes Southampton a bad club. Let's uh, let's go with that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, we beat the under-21s, which was key because they were above us in the league, we're now top again, and Forrest also only drew during the past week and they, they were the other team in contention at the top, so it's fairly well poised. We've not got a bad run in
0: either. No, it was a good win that as well because Southampton had a few kind of first team senior mm. players in their team, whereas Leeds didn't unless you're counting like Matteo Joseph and Darko Javi as first teamers, which I think would be a bit of a stretch. But Joseph's got a good goal. I think Jeremiah Mullen got mm-hmm. the second one. Southampton's goal was really good. Actually, did you see it? Uh, can't remember. Just now. absolutely smashed it in on the volley at the back post. I think it
3: was. Um, oh, it was James it? It was the big it, cheese. He was a very a very senior player. And <laughs> the goals just scored past. Well McCarthy, done. Weren't they? Well done. He's 13. <laughs> yeah, so one of those. But yeah, top of the league again. So that's good. Yep. And yeah, the, the games to come. Derby next to our bottom with one point. So you think we should win that? That's one then,
2: point out of 13 games played. Yeah. Uh, they've scored eight goals, conceded 41. It's almost like they've been right up shit street
3: this season mm-hmm. and their academy's been decimated. But yeah, not, don't play any of the other top sides this season. So got a decent chance. As long as we don't need all those players for the first team, as, as happened last season.
2: I mean, assuming we do stay up, hopefully we do, it'll be interesting to see how the, the 21s take shape next year, whether there's plans to keep um, reinforcing that in the in the same way that they have been doing.
0: Yeah, Gallardo's role was interesting when he first joined Leeds, because I don't think it was announced, but in the Spanish press, it was reported as he was going to be a almost a one-to-one youth coach and work with, dare I say, it, the pathway between the 21s and the first team so I guess there's still a lot of focus there with him now being the head coach and to wrap up this section well done to the women for beating the the fake Southampton
2: 2-0 but they are now in the FAWNL play final which is great
3: Amy Woodruff bagging a brace Mm, through to the final which is is played at Solihull Moors which is somewhere near Birmingham yeah Airy, really. Is it Solihull?
2: <laughs> is it Solihull where Stan Collymore is at? No, it's Canic um, Chase. It's it, where think, you, have
3: yeah, yeah you don't have to fight Stan Collymore if you go to this game. <laughs> but it's on the twenty sixth of March anyway. If anyone, uh, if anyone wants to go to it, that'd be awesome because it looks like um, promotion might be a bit of a an ask for them this year. yeah it's not happening. But the um, the plate would be a good good price to get, I think. Yeah, and and just something to something to build on next year when we can hopefully get promoted with this daft one league one team up thing, which is very unfair. <laughs>
1: For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: Part two of the show is the preview which was thrown together in about two minutes ahead of this section recording because why? It's busy. I'm just busy and forgot. Busy and that. Well actually we are... Um, Been unpacking t-shirts mainly. Yeah, fair enough. We are uh, privileged in that. The press conference started about 10 minutes ago so the comments are coming through right now. Um, normally we reserve this for the Phil Hayes show. Bring it to the big one aren't we now? The big show. Mm-hmm. Long story short. Need to finish better. Could play router up front with, with Bamford not giving away too much on injuries. What did you say about injuries?
3: What was the exact phrasing of it? It sounded they're the, worrying. They're in the best hands. And we're talking about... It sounds like they might not pull through, doesn't it? Verba, striking and Cooper, all our left-sided centre-backs, all on death's door. Ooh. okay. Well, I mean, Verba was just rested, wasn't he? It was weird, because
0: there was talk that he dislocated his shoulder against was that Southampton or the game. No, before? it was, was it, Everton. It was Everton. It? And he supposedly popped it back in, but then he was fine to play against Southampton. It could be that like they're giving him injections just to see him through, like mm. he's prepared to play through it.
2: Um, Sounds really painful. Yeah, is it something that they can just postpone until the summer? You know?
3: But yes, I agree. It does sound, <laughs> it does sound painful. Just get on with it. I say with a perfectly functioning shoulder <laughs> and not having to play football with it. But um, yeah, that is a bit worrying. St- Straug's a worry because it was Everton, money, He got hit in the head with a football yeah. against Everton. And if he's still not right, because that it didn't, knowing zero about concussions, but it didn't look like a bad one, did it? It's not like he got it wasn't a knee or an elbow or anything to his head. It was it was just a football. But if you mm. still have it
0: suffering with it, that's um, it's a bit worrying. Yeah, I can't remember whether it was before Southampton or before Fulham, where Gratia said he was sort of towards the end of his concussion protocol. But then he said he's still suffering with symptoms, which, yeah, it's, it was like, like blurred vision stuff, mm. wasn't it? So you do
2: wonder. Uh, I'm just having a look at the the weight of a football for the start of a match. So, football, it says in the FA rules, 16 ounces. Or four hundred and fifty grams, or thereabouts, for a football. Mm. So that's like a what's that, like a pound in weight, basically. If I if I lobbed a one pound weight at your head,
3: Michael, dead fast, mm. do you think you'd be fine? There's only one way to find out. <laughs> I've got I've got big head. I'd, I'd yeah. worry for the weight. Truth be told, how much four hundred and fifty grams? Yeah, uh, it does sound quite heavy now you put it that way. Yeah, if you had someone slung at your head, very very, it was kicked awfully hard, wasn't it? It was Rashford, wasn't it? I think. Oh, was it, was it? Was it? Was it in that game? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. scum. Scumway, it was Rashford. Absolute pig. He's supposed to care about people, isn't he? Exactly. It's uh, to look at it another way. It's like having um, fifteen bags of scampy fries thrown at your head. <laughs> is that right? Is it? Imagine that, or oh, just one big scampy fry? <laughs> a one pound scampy could f- make one. It's a Tuesday night in Ponty, that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Fun image. <laughs> big Flying.
2: Yeah. Scampi anyway. Scampy fry. Uh, fin- also. Finishing at the other end of the pitch. Uh, I mean we're laughing at a man who got concussion here feels bad Um, up at the other end of the pitch the finishing has been an issue yeah he's pointing out the stats that um, 16 shots at Fulham of which 12 are inside the box the stats are clear but football is
0: not stats tell that to the stat people (laughs) I mean a lot of upset people about that yeah there was I enjoyed Adam Pope's interview with Tyler Adams on Wednesday uh, and he asked Tyler Adams how they can improve their finishing and Adams was like, I'm the last pe-
3: person you should be asking <laughs> about that, mate. <laughs> yeah, he does have batty vibes about him, doesn't he, Adams? Mm. When he gets further up the pitch, he's just thinking he's not even going to try it. Tell you what, though, when he does get that
0: goal, he's going to
2: enjoy it. Mm. Well,
0: there yeah, was, it, it was his uh, interview with Cagey, wasn't it? Where they worked on uh, a celebration of I was mm. going to celebrate his first Leeds goal. And what was the upshot of that for anybody who's not seen it or it heard it? It was some American football celebration, I think. <laughs> I can't quite remember what it was. It's like a little dance that's gone viral. And uh, yeah, Tyler Adams was up for it, to be fair. He did have a shot, didn't he, against Fulham? Yeah. Dragged it wide. Him and Aronson with their far short shoots. Mm. Mm. Uh, we have to be very prepared and
2: focused for a demanding game with reference to Chelsea says Gracia.
0: That's good and generic isn't it? Yep. Could say it about any game. That's all you need isn't it? In these presses. That's <laughs> what well, Jesse needed to do. Just get in get out ten minutes done. We, yeah, we were touching on this in the Phil Hayes show for this week actually saying exactly that
2: point like the way that the presses have gone from this huge intrigue around Bielsa not because he necessarily gave away too much but just the way he spoke, the manner of his speaking, and the translation kind of drew you into it. And then Marsh, who had a tendency, almost like it's like that thing of they always say, don't you? If you if you're ever interviewing somebody or whatever, is just go quiet because somebody always feels obliged to fill the silence. And you got the sense sometimes that Jesse might might have been a bit guilty of that, and then saying things that he in future regretted. Yeah, bless him.
0: To I, this, where we're getting generic sort of manager output. I mean, I used to dread having to write about Jesse's presses because you knew they were just going to go on forever and on saying things that would really rile me quite frankly <laughs> I just think no why are you saying this whereas I've really enjoyed Javi here just getting in saying the generic stuff but there's always been like little hints of his personality in there as well there's always little jokes and stuff to yeah. the journalists
3: I like him but he's not said anyone's the best player he's ever worked with or anything which Mar- Marsh seems to have a new best thing every week didn't he mm. it's the best Team is the best experience, he's had it's the best. Yeah, you, you can be a little bit guilty, I guess, of, of over egging the pudding there, can't you? In that
2: you want to talk up your players mm. all the time. Like, like Gracia said it today, the players at Leeds are good students, they learn very fast, they have the right attitude. Fine. Good, so, though, good isn't best. Yeah, you and you've got to be careful not to pile too much pressure on them as well, because it does start to potentially sound disingenuous if you say it too much and you mm. say it a bit too often and overemphasize it. All the exercises are prepared with one objective. This is talking about training to try. And feel in the next game what they are going to live to try and anticipate. Fair enough.
3: Passing in that—that's <laughs> <laughs> what we seem to be doing a bit differently under him is the main thing I've taken.
2: It will be interesting to see how this game contrasts in that regard with the the home game at the start of the season when Marshball really, really worked and is one of the big ticks in the in the credit column. That one probably is high point you would say in
3: terms of performance, wouldn't you? Yeah, undoubtedly. Um, from a fairly small pool, admittedly, but yeah, it was it was good. It, everyone was loving it that day. Yeah, that was, that was the day when, um,
0: when their player got sent off I can't remember who it, it was it Barley but that was the moment where very very
3: briefly I just let myself think
0: we could win this we could win the league <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah I mean admittedly at that stage we didn't know Chelsea were terrible either did mm. we no we thought they were probably going to be I don't know sort of on, on the cusp of a title challenge I would have said because they strengthened quite a bit over summer obviously strengthened quite a bit since I was going to say and the good news is that they've spent
0: hundreds of millions of pounds since and got mm. worse but we we seem to be better under Marsh
2: when we didn't control possession. I've just looked at the possession stats for that game. We had 39% possession that day, Chelsea 61. And yet it seemed to play to our strength. And you wonder how that'll kind of factor into what Gracie is trying to do. Um, Again, we were saying on the on the Phil Hayes show, weren't we? Like We seem to be a little bit more set up to counter-attack now. Better in possession, but we seem to wait for our moments to try and hit teams on the break, and you wonder if this will have a similar sort of shape to it. I don't know.
3: I find it quite intriguing. We seem to not be throwing people forward in the sort of reckless way that we would occasionally just mean that they got through on goal completely unopposed, which did seem to happen quite a bit. So we do seem to have stopped that, which I approve of. Again, going back to that Tyler Adams
0: interview with Adam Pope, he was saying the idea now is not just to get the ball and go straight to the goal, which was obviously kind of a reference to what we were trying to do under and He was saying, you know, we can we don't want to be all out possession but we don't want to be all out pressing but it's just a case of taking two or three passes moving the ball from side to side and trying to almost tie the opposition out that way as well rather than it all just being frantic so, Some people took that as implied criticism of, of Marsh uh, Do you think it was? I don't know if it's necessarily criticism but it's just they're two different styles of play aren't hmm. they? Like he's only been honest with what he was being asked to do previously and what he's been asked to do now It's like after the uh, the Forest game when everyone was like oh Bamford's dug Marsh out and I. Pretty innocuous, isn't it? Really, was just saying what was happening. But yeah, people are always looking for things, aren't they? I mean, we we do as well. You try and you know pull meaning out of what's been. Um, it's a bit like when what's um, been said when Calvin Phillips played in the back three at Spurs, and he got asked afterwards, "Well, why were you doing that?" Went, I don't know. Ask the manager. Yeah. <laughs> well, and everyone saw that as a big criticism. It's like, well, he's the guy that
2: played in there. Yeah. Ask him. Yeah, he'll know the answer to that yeah. question exactly. Whereas, like, I won't. Yeah, but that, that's the thing, isn't it, about um, how few access opportunities people get to. Uh, hmm. To people post-match and, and mind you to be fair did Bielsa answer that question I can't even remember I think he might have just said yeah,
3: he was he was he's good at that so I picked him next. because I thought he'd do well Yeah, and he's done it loads of times before mm.
2: up front um, what would you go for in this again we were chatting about this on the Phil Hayes show uh, Phil gave us his thoughts what about you Rob would you go for your two up front in this or would you maybe have the th- midfield three I'd
0: maybe like to see Aronson reprise that role kind of just off the main striker whoever that might be you can sort of see the merits to that three in midfield but I think part of the problem at Fulham was that we just didn't have someone close enough to Jorginho to help him out. So whether that's Aronson or whether that's Rutter himself playing in that role behind Bamford, I'm not too sure. But then yeah, given it's Chelsea away, even though they are terrible, I won't be massively surprised if he's stuck with that midfield three.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm not th- too sure. I think he might, but I think it will be that same midfield but with Bamford up front. Right. Probably. Mm. Even though I thought Rutter was the better of the two the other night, I think he probably goes with a more tried and trusted Striker there, and I, I won't be surprised if Harrison comes in for Somerville as well. Yeah, yeah, as a bit to give a bit more experience and work rate right out, out there as well. Because he does, he kind of does his, he does his tracking back stuff, and obviously we need Jack Fien and Harrison in for the set of pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Did I detect a note of sarcasm in your voice, Michael? Here is an interesting we thing: just get someone else to kick them straight out of play.
2: Talking about um, the, the the shape of the team now, setting them up. The comments just come through. Phil's tweeted saying that the players were playing well, Leeds were playing well when he came in they just weren't getting the results but his priority has been to make us more defensively solid without sacrificing the attacking threat and he thought that with the Southampton game we found the balance there you've seen it in the last two
0: games where I don't think we have particularly looked defensive at all but again it was another Johnny Cooper stat that Leeds have restricted Southampton and Fulham to zero big chances in both games under Grathier, and it's like the first time we've done that since October 2020 so it does suggest he's
3: not far from getting that balance right albeit Southampton rubbish and, you know, Fulham still beat us. So. I mean, what he's described there is essentially the basis of football tactics, isn't it? Well, you are, you are Trying, the, try, just, trying to not let them score whilst trying to score ourselves. As we've, as we've
2: established, you are the Ponty Pep. So, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of what you, that's one of the basic. That's, that's always
3: what you aim to do, isn't it? Yeah. Not, not concede any while scoring some.
2: Here's an interesting contrast with Bielsa then. Um, is just saying he believes that work on the training pitch can make his players finish better, believes the killer touch is something you can coach or help beyond the actual creation of chances, whereas Bielsa kind of always left that one to the fates, didn't he?
3: I don't know. He, he, he definitely got them practising stuff over and over again, though, didn't he? That's the thing with it. It was, um, I don't know, if Jesse. Well, no one really knows what Jesse did on the training pitch, I don't think. We well, never got to see any yeah. any insider footage of it particularly. Didn't we? Oh, the, there was the little clips that the club put out where people were just running around cones and crosses coming in and whatnot. But Bielsa's methods were so well-known that I guess you sort of had a... a what happened in a game happened on the training pitch whereas with Marsh because it was all just sort of pressing. Yeah. You sort of thought what do we do with the ball in training? Yeah. I don't know.
2: Pressing. Kick it towards the penalty spot. What, but, what of Chelsea in in all this then? Because we, did, we sim- did sort of followed a similar pattern with this when we chatted about it on um, on the Phil show. We found all the reasons within within Chelsea's game why Leeds could get something out of this and if ever there is a good time to play then this might well be it. Because it's not an, an happy place that is it? the bridge at the minute.
3: From listening to bits of Chelsea fans for propaganda over the last few weeks, they just hate every player, is the is the problem. Like, just got a list. Like, Mason Mounts wants more money on his contracts. So they hate him for that. And he's not playing well. Gallagher this seems to think he's like a dog chasing a balloon. Yeah. Good energy. Presumably, Mudrick is too expensive now. And they seem not turned on the very new players. The newest player they've turned on is Cucurella because he arrived in summer and he's rubbish. And well, he's, I think he's a Potter guy, though. I was going to say, yeah. I think he's, even though Potter didn't sign him. <laughs> He'd worked with him, so he gets that. Sterling signing some waste of money. Pulisic did not do anything. Coulibaly not the centre back they wanted. Both of the goalkeepers are shit because obviously they spent seventy million on one and then another thirty million on one. Turns out they're both crap. Xhaka um, never scores. Havertz never scores. Um, they don't get, you don't get a lot for your money. <laughs> well, they like
0: Thiago Silva, don't they? And he's injured, so that's another good, yeah,
3: good sign for Leeds. Yeah, th- they seem to have left like Felix and. Fernandes alone because they've just arrived given that this could go any
2: of the three ways certainly feels like it could doesn't it what do you what do you hope for from this game Not, rather than what you expect what do you hope for a win we no.
0: could beat them
3: they're terrible their form is absolutely awful yeah I'm sort of trying to
0: talk myself down from thinking we're going to beat these it's, it's, like, it's the danger of winning the game last week and you start to think oh we, we can win again but also you just look at the state of what they're in and it's um, it was reported this week that even if they lose to Leeds and Dortmund in midweek. Potter's job's safe, but then in a couple of other newspapers, it was, well, now of course we're having these conversations about what we do with Potter, because it's all well, the, the problem an is absolute like, mess. If they do sack him, what do you do with it? And the season's kind of mm. gone anyway, isn't it? So yeah. I think a big problem as well is that they've signed all these players and then players like Mount and Gallagher and maybe Loftus-Cheek are still there going, well, we know we're going to get sold because they need to balance the books here. So, of course, they're not particularly our mm. or in the best of form which isn't really surprising it was at the start of the month when they signed that Mudrick guy and Graham Potter's like nice one great good player just no more please I, Like, this is hard you know coaching all these players and then after that they spent like another 200 million quid it's a shame isn't it it's going wrong for them
2: yeah it's, it's a real shame <laughs> it's mad how you, you kind of you go in full football manager with a billion quid on FIFA kind of vibes and yet it's not quite working it mm. should work shouldn't it you know buy all the best players chuck them all in there surely you win
3: They don't seem to have quite got that formula right. It's funny.
0: When is it they won the Champions League? Like 18 months ago or something?
3: Or is it a bit longer? Um, It was Tuchel's first year, wasn't it? Because it was Mm. when he took over from Lampard, who was full of excuses as to why they (laughs) they were doing badly. And then someone else just came in and went, just win the Champions League, you idiot. Piece of piss. We've got a really good squad here. And Lampard was like, oh, well, I did groundwork. And then they've just gutted that same squad as well. which Mm. is Quite impressive.
2: Yeah. Funny old game,
3: isn't it? Um, Do we want Potter? (laughs) Because, <laughs> I mean, there was a time, wasn't there, when it was we started Martian post and Potter was doing badly at Chelsea and thought these two things could end up lining up here that we we get him in. But I don't know. It's you, weird what a bad run does for a manager, isn't it? I was it?
2: going to say whatever he does next is going to kind of define his career because if he's, he's, he's done a good job at Brighton, albeit unspectacular, if you want to be unfair to him, mm. took him, you know, created a steady Premier League side out of it. But then is it Zerbi who's gone in after him, Zerbi? Uh, and. They look so much better.
3: Yeah, or just sort of the same. Just still being, S- but still being, goals. still being fairly good. Yeah, still with a good conveyor belt of decent players. It goes to show you how important the structure is behind the scenes, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's weird, man. You just don't, you don't employ a loser, do you? But then going to say, it's a bit. I get a bit like, like Schroeder, I guess we looked at his <laughs> last job and went, "Oh, he's terrible. Look at his record. Everyone I, hates him."
0: I honestly thought you were going to go to Jesse Marsh then.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, you can imagine Potter maybe somewhere like if West Ham were to stay, but you could it end up there. In that it's mm. it's not got quite the same profile, but it's um,
3: that payoff though.
2: Yeah, it's going to be huge. Fair isn't it? play. <laughs> <laughs> Take your money. Uh, well, are you looking forward to Saturday? Then that's the question. I'm certainly looking forward to it a bit more than I was prior to Southampton.
0: Uh, in that we've actually won a game, so mm. I am looking forward to it. I've got a feeling that this. I mean, you can bet your house on nil nil now, but I've got a feeling it just might be a bit of Leeds madness, and it might be the game where you go like, "Sorry, you. It really is always like this (laughs) here.
3: Like This is what it's really like. But yeah, it would take a point. Absolutely.
2: Here in Yorkshire, we don't like waste. So with energy consumption front of mind these days, there's a lot of focus on conserving it and minimising waste. Boxed have loads of great advice on their website about how to use your heating system as efficiently as possible to help keep your energy bills down, should you leave your heating on all the time or switch it on and off as needed. Boxed will help you answer that question and plenty more and save you plenty of cash in the long run too. You could save up to £1,150 a year by upgrading to a new, more efficient boiler and using a Google Nest learning thermostat. Boxed, take away the hassle of upgrading your boiler to a brand new A-rated one. The process starts on the website, couldn't be easier. Installation is carried out by an expert, qualified installer and is included in the price. 0% finances available, subject to status. Boxed will give you a fixed, fair price in just 90 seconds. And as a listener to this show, you can save an additional £50 on your online quote by using the code TSB50. So just head to boxed.co.uk, that's B-O-X-T.co.uk, and use that code TSB50 to upgrade your boiler and save money now. Third part of the weekly show is where we do heroes and villains, then. First of all is the Ken Bates Villain of the Week Award. Um, Oh, we've got some different colour fonts here on the screen with all the nominations, Michael. Is this before and
3: after Fulham, is it? Yeah, just because there's a Southampton... Tinge to a lot of them and then some pull on ones too. So. Right, so shall we
2: go through them in any particular order? Have you got any semblance of order to these? Nah, I just choked them on. <laughs>
3: yeah. Right, yeah. All over the place. Uh, Ruben Sellers, I put at the top just because I enjoyed someone after you know go what? at him. I'm really
0: happy someone's pointing this out because it really annoyed <laughs> me as well. Uh, Grafias. Garcia, I'm guessing that should be Graffia. Uh, but the arrogance to wear a turtleneck to your first two games pathetic. <laughs> and I saw the same
3: thing. And I thought, who does he think he is? Losing, to, losing to Grimsby in a turtleneck, you absolute idiot.
2: <laughs> I mean, for me, that's a leading candidate.
3: Yeah, I, I must admit, I'm kind of pleased to see him fail. When <laughs> when is it acceptable to wear a turtleneck? When you're delivering a lecture. I mean, I'm milk tray adverts. Right. Mm. I'm I'm never on the turtleneck.
0: Yeah, it's, I have worn one in the past, and all I get is people shouting at me milk tray man which I don't really <laughs> understand that reference but it's the old,
2: old advert from the 80s milk tray the man broke in like a ninja uh, which is a bit like dodgy behaviour these days isn't mm. it could be considered but toxic, bro- yeah, broke toxic into, milk tray broke into a lady's apartment um, left some chocolates on the table and then fucked off again over the balcony Sounds a bit dodgy to me. Yeah.
3: The, the, my mate did make the mistake of once wearing one for a night out, and uh, I referred to him as Christopher Jeffries for the entire <laughs> evening as well. He um, it was the landlord who was alleged to have killed one who didn't. Yeah, but we he, should say that very, very. But clearly, essentially, yeah. he had a turtleneck and bad hair, so people assumed he, he was a murderer. So, yeah. uh, so that was that. That's your reference, which he wasn't. Which he wasn't. No, An neither innocent. neither him nor my mate, no. as far as I'm aware. Great. Oh, Ruben Sellers. Or oh, Ruben Sellers. <laughs> yes. But it does make you wonder if Southampton now are just thinking, fucking hell, Ralph did an all right job, didn't he? Mm. What, what, what did we get rid of him for? Because they deserve to go down for sacking Nathan Jones because it was fun. I enjoyed him being there, just doing mad stuff every week. Victor Otter's on a few pelters. Yeah, people were um, upset about him crying. <laughs> <laughs> Don't show any emotion. Essentially. People, people thinking he's making it about him. Someone, Dan, hopes he steps on Lego, falls into a plug. Yeah oh that does hurt on
2: not it standing it on the hurt.
3: plug bloody yeah. hell it does hurt but yeah it's the um, it's the same stuff he's always criticised for Yeah, <laughs> pretty much oh dear uh, he, I like this um, Javi Sire
2: said Arthur uh, for crying and trying to make it about him who does he think he is Junior's dad <laughs> what a turnaround for Junior by the way I'm so pleased for him He's well we'll, we'll get on to Junior in the heroes bit yeah, in the heroes section uh, right so Ireola Somerville what's he getting I oh, should have squared it to Jackie right
3: okay Ah, mm. oh, it doesn't matter does it That's not, I'm not having that no I mean he I can see why he shot. I, mean, I feel like I feel like Harrison's missed those before as well, where he gets the ball to the back post and he, he manages to somehow miss. Yeah, that's where it all just goes over the bar. Mm-hmm. Can
2: I can I propose time. maybe a restructuring to this this idea, this whole feature that we do? Mm-hmm. Maybe we we resurrect. Do you remember Moscow's book of petty grievances that mm-hmm. we had? Which for long time listeners, it was a book. It was a real book, wasn't it? And he listed petty grievances mm-hmm. in it. I'm I'm suggesting we could recategorise some of these that they come in, and you can either you could either be in genuinely for villain of the week, you could be in the book of petty grievances mm-hmm. for things that annoy you, or you could be a mild irritant. And I think that's
0: a mild irritant, is that. Okay. So, sort of three levels of offence. Yeah, fine. Where would uh, the concept of time-wasting go in those three? <sighs> yeah,
2: it's conceptual and it's quite abstract. <laughs> but uh, come back to me on that one, I'll have a think. Uh, Peter Banks, we wrongly said it was David Coote refereeing. Yes, we did. But
3: they're all the same, they? Yeah. All dickhead refs, one way or another. Um, the government get a nomination, straight at the Home Office, or the work permit people. I don't know who does that. It's Department for Work and Pensions. Who does them? Them, anyway, for, for taking so long with uh, Gracie's permit. Uh, not Brian Dean pointing out that he we, we had one day of work and won 1 nil. So if he'd have had four days, he won 4 0. Good sevens. logic. Yeah. I mean, we did lose 2 0 to Fulham, so I'm not sure how that
0: works, but still. Someone has nominated Junior Furpo, Andy and Salford for villain uh, because he was too stunned that it was him. That scored to properly celebrate I just stood back slack jawed in the car I went, I went all lightheaded um, when Junior scored so I wasn't able to celebrate
2: but I thought if I if I get too carried away I'm going to faint <laughs> <laughs> so I just stood there and went ah I shouted good <laughs> uh, Jess's wife needs to mention it's quite a niche one this um, Jess's wife put his soccer supremo mug away in a fashion that meant as soon as he opened the cupboard it fell out and smashed on the granite worktop it's your fault for being posh and having granite worktops what
3: your yours made out of? Oh, that foam, shit, shit, melamine stuff. Yeah, had them all padded. Absolutely hygiene nightmare. But you know, <laughs> soaked in with chicken juice and stuff. <laughs> uh, Harry Wilson rightly has got a few. Yeah. Oh, are we onto the post full of ones now. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes it up a bit. Uh, yeah, for the the, the the a pathetic little turd is what he's referred to as. Yeah, the, Shearer. Uh, Matt
2: nominates Shearer as well for the co-commentary for. Uh, Having his uh, his face buried firmly in the uh,
0: the Fulham arse cheeks, we were all a bit low key annoyed by Shearer, weren't we? It was bad. It does he normally do co-coms or not? I just sort of it does on some some of these. I think, yeah. But yeah, it, I felt like he was just still a bit drunk from crying about Newcastle losing at the weekend. This, this one season. feels this
2: feels kind of like petty grievance level. Does that one just a bit annoyed at the like some comms that weren't quite biased enough in our favour?
3: Yeah, we thought he was being a bit too nice about Fulham. Yeah, <laughs> it boils down to yeah. Yeah, fair enough. The the Fulham ref stroke VAR as well, for the, mainly for the McKenney push that was sort of there. I mean, and we
2: could, sort of not... I mean, for me, that's a leading candidate. We could directly attribute that to our failure to win the FA Cup mm. this year to that moment.
0: Oh, it was so close. And yeah. uh, I'm still more annoyed about Ruben Sellers' as a turtleneck, to be honest.
3: Mm. I think it's fair enough. I think the petty grievances are the ones that irritate me the most. Yeah. <laughs> so the other person who wears turtlenecks is Gail Platt. From Coronation, From Coronation Street. Coronation Street. Street. Yeah. The fictional character. Yeah. So, does she get a nomination? No. No, she okay. doesn't, Michael. Who would you like to uh, give the award to this week? Sellers or
0: Wilson for me. I don't like Harry Wilson either. In fact, one of the good moments. Yeah, there's some There's some legacy grievance there. Yeah, there? yeah. and one of the good moments of that game, I think it was five minutes in, where furpo muscled him off the ball right in front of the away end. And you could just see the away end give him a load of shit, which I did enjoy. <laughs> did you see the little smirk on his
2: face when they were singing, wanker, 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 when he got subbed? Just a little little pleased smirk. Yeah.
3: Yeah, give it to him actually. And Frank Lampard. Right. <laughs> he, made, he made him that way.
2: <laughs> Excellent.
3: Uh diving little yeah, Fergus is
2: saying the diving little Fanny Wilson. Pathetic little turd. Green ball bag. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, fine. Uh on to player of the year, then where are we standing um with this? And the Southampton scores. Furpo is your player of the match. At over nine out of ten for the Southampton Unbelievable. game. Sweet
3: baby Jesus and the orphans. Never thought I'd see the day. But yeah, fully deserved. And yeah, the average went from to from three point six two against Everton to six point eight two. So a big improvement overall. And um, not man of the match stuff against Fulham, but a solid six point four four for Junior in that one.
2: Yeah, just the same with the with the Southampton game. Nobody really got below a six. It was all there or thereabouts, wasn't it? Apart from the referee. Two people got below six. Just fractionally. I mean, <laughs> you've been annoying now. Shut up. Uh, Bamford and, Bamford and Aronson, if you're to, interested. To so, there, got uh, man of the match against um, Fulham. Uh, 6.72 down to lower end scores of 4.7. Pat and Rasmus bringing up the rear. Mm.
3: But, you know, player of the year, got an update there. Junior Furpo is on the march. I think he's going to win it. I mean, he's got a long way to go. But he's now gone above Bamford, above Cooper, he's above Rasmus Christensen doing all right. He's,
2: get, he's he's around halfway in the table of players isn't he now? He's, his average has come up so
3: much. I mean, he's behind Adam for sure. Yeah. But you know, he'll get he'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> he'll get above him soon enough. Yeah, I've got a feeling that he'll he'll pass him, yeah. Uh and then we've got
2: Willie still out in front with um Tyler and Verba.
3: Yeah, I mean Easton behind. His lead is being reduced. Now he's um is Willy's. So and I've got I know I know that doing it on the average should be fair, but I feel like there's some mathematical model to show that it's Tyler Adams still because I believe it is <laughs> right. Okay, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep putting in equations until yeah. until Tyler Adams wins this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there is still the chance that
0: if this season really does fall apart, that Mateus Click wins it. He's not far. That is true. It's not far off.
3: If Nantes he's got a really bad end to the season, maybe we should start including um, his score for DC United on the form. I think he would win it in that case. <laughs> I stayed up to watch his goal
2: the other night. I saw on you, the, you, on you on his, his debut. That, yeah, yeah.
3: How did he do other than the goal? Because obviously I've seen that, but.
2: He looked like a man confused by the level, which, you know, I can't pretend it's anything other than quite shit. Mm. Dan, dude, it's bad enough with the Jesse Marsh stuff. Christ, <laughs> I mean, it is like objectively not very good level. Like, there's a lot oh, of just no. sort of booting it into general areas, and there's very little attempts to, you know, build anything meaningful in possession. But I saw, and I watched it for about half an hour, something like that, then I went off to bed. So you could uh, bear, <laughs> yeah.
0: But no, I mean, you know. I hope he's happy out there. Did you uh, did you see him walk into the change room after and he was shouting at a teammates? 'cause he'd nicked the man of the match award off him. He was like, Oh, I thought it was gonna be man of the match on my debut,
2: and then you came on and did something really good. But no, he looked he looked like a man who just had that little touch of quality. Um you can tell he's played in the Premier League, just that sense of awareness. He was trying to calm his teammates down a lot of the time. He was just saying to him, Just
0: settle down on the ball a little bit, lads. He's always been that calming influence, hasn't he? Yeah, you? absolutely.
2: <laughs> uh, Hero of the Week then, the uh Guitana Baraday Hero of the Week award. Uh it's it's Junior Furpo,
3: is it? <laughs> Again. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, he got nominated by everyone. I've mm. only put a few on the sheet because there were about ninety nominations for him. Right. So, well done, Junior Firpo. Transformation, and I'm pleased for him as well. Like you say, on a, you know, on a human level, we've said this before. Like
2: whenever we've sat here and said he's a terrible footballer, you don't want him to be a terrible footballer. You want him to do well, don't you, for us because it means we benefit. And on a human level, he benefits.
3: Did we not give him it last week? Just checking through the comments, Alice, who was the one who, who I think is the one who called him such a good boy, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> On propaganda, but she said, last week you didn't give Furpo Hero of the Match. Did we not? Hero of the Week. Hero of the Week. Or was it the week before that? So <sighs> Maybe, don't maybe we don't give him Did
2: it? we say that we were waiting for him to
3: just to keep it up and prove it? And he has done, so he has done, so on that basis it's going to be him, isn't it? He should probably it was, get it. It was nice as well, I think it was before the
0: Southampton game, he was the player that they put up on LUTV for like eight minute an eight minute interview and you thought usually in the past it'd been, don't, just don't acknowledge it, it's fine, like he doesn't need more attention than he's already got, but no, he was a—he's a good guy, isn't he, Junior? And the
2: asbestos removal advice that we touched on, which was quite niche, um, mm. a little bit off paste, but um, Javi Sai has been on it as well to suggest that uh, it's very important that you use PVA on any flaky bits and allow it to dry and dampen with water spray if you need to cut it or break it. So,
3: yeah, I, I knew about the water, but the PVA is a good tip. Thank you very much. If, um, I mean, if it sounds like he's done it before, if he wants to pop round to Elbe. <laughs> for 20, 20 quid he's not getting paid Christ <laughs> you get paid in love I'll give him a I, cup and tea i give him a we I've got mugs <laughs> can I have the final Pat Bamford mug <laughs>
2: uh, so some various nominations for uh, for Verba. Javi Garcia's got a number on there as well for
0: doing well against Southampton I like uh, the comment he makes me feel safe yeah and that's what we need after so much trauma I, yeah. I think that's how I feel about Javi I just trust him yeah, steady hand on the tiller. Mm. Steady hand on the tiller.
3: We do seem to have become quite normal quite quickly, don't we? Just watching as you can think, okay, right, wingers out wide, banking defenders there, second defensive line there. When yeah. we win it, we kind of pass it through midfield. It deep goes line, wide. Yeah, deep line midfielder coming out wide to help the fullback. It just kind of all—it seems quite straightforward, some of the stuff, which compared to the kick and rush, all jam it down the middle, which we've, we've seen too much of this season. It does feel quite nice. Not saying it'll keep us up, but. You know, we could have we could have maybe tried this a bit sooner. It's because you've, you've criticised Marsh again there. We're going to get the... It's you, you who hate Americans, you, Damn, You're going to get the USMNT uh, I'm per, criticizing, perverts in I'm the comments. I'm criticising one American. You're criticising. And I, also, I was saying Tyler Adams was good. You, whereas you dismissed a whole league well, on the basis of half an hour. You ignorant
2: boy. It's absolutely great. And then like in the YouTube comments, the, the ones who, the you know, the USMNT like, perverts. Because what you can do in YouTube when you've got a channel is you can just hide people from the channel and they never know that they've been hidden. Yeah, so if you wonder why no one's replied. Yeah. That's why. (laughs) Nobody cares. You've been put in a box. (laughs) And you don't know it. It's great. So, uh, because, you know, we may be wrong. Don't matter, does it? It's our channel. (laughs) 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 Uh, Well done to Rachel Daly for representing, says Lee. Uh, Willie, Luke Haling. um, We've done the asbestos removal stuff.
3: Ruta gets uh, a mention for his... uh, I mean, if if celebration, um, if, if been... Side does come and help him remove my asbestos, he will win it one week. <laughs> <laughs> You'll fix it, again. but um, it's got to be it's got to be junior,
2: hasn't it? Yeah, I say they post Fulham, there've been a few, but it's much the same bank of names.
0: Fair um, shout for the Leeds fans at Fulham. Yeah, yeah. they were excellent. They would all you could hear all game yeah. sounded great.
3: Yeah, at the start of that game when this is going back to Shearer actually, but he he did so some, something about the atmosphere and the and the Leeds fans contributing as well. You were like, no, that is. Yeah. That is the atmosphere. That is the atmosphere that you can hear. There is nothing else other than that. So, yeah, that's why Shearer's. Yeah, give it to Shearer, villain. I've changed my mind. <laughs> Have you? He <laughs> <laughs> <Ali laughs> always used to score against us, a prick. <laughs> it was not before? Who did we go for? It was we Harry for...
0: Wilson and Frank Lampard. No, it's Harry Wilson, Frank Lampard, and Alan Shearer. In a polo neck. <laughs> he did score against us all the time, didn't they? And I hated seeing that. Yeah. So,
2: Alan Shearer's having it. Interesting. He was annoyingly good, one not he, against us, Shearer? Yeah. Was, he was a good striker, was not he, in his day. Sorry, then, uh, yeah, hero of the week. I mean, as it's as was yeah.
3: Julian Beckford also was a good striker, and he yeah, he gets a couple of uh, a couple of nominations for calling out the bad refereeing decision after. Yeah, he wasn't having it, was he, Beck's? And but, it was nice when you could hear the crowd singing
0: mm-hmm. the January the third song when they realised uh, Beckford was in the studio. And I can just imagine him sat there absolutely loving that and quite right too. Good. So congratulations to uh, to Junior for definitely being
3: our hero of the week. I think he's he's had a good week. He's, as, had a, he's been weeks good. Ago, yeah, for several weeks. He's built. And it's taking people a while to realise he's good I think that is the thing with him. You. you've got to you've got to play your way out of being a bad player because if you just do it once people are like yeah but he still did this this and this like with Luke Ayling when he was good against Man United he still made a mistake but because people liked it generally and like him generally you could sort of forgive it and you could see, on, on balance decent performances whereas with Firpo we've, the history is not great he's, he's, front, <laughs> so, he's front loaded it yeah it was he's got a lot to overcome before people start acknowledging he's any good so uh, yeah he's He's had a, a remarkable recovery. Good on him. And it's a good job because once again we only have one left back, don't we? I know, I know we... We only uh, need one when he's that good. The big sexy pirate was it earlier in the season but now it's, uh, now it's Junior's turn. There you go. That wraps up the weekly show then all three
2: parts done and dusted. Um, we'll be back with a match ball after um, Chelsea. Phil Herschel will be back on Monday and we'll get into it all again next week. We'll see you soon. The Square Ball Podcast.